we are in LA in February, February 11th. Okay, so less than a month. You, you have yep. like three three weeks, and you can get some peanut M and M peanut butter M and Ms when there you uh, when you get to LA. You can find a convenience store or or a grocery store and, and get a big bag of them. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And as you can tell, you are hearing my voice. It is Sam. I am hosting solo today. Brian is unfortunately sick and unable to join me for this recording. But I am so lucky because I'm talking to what I am going to categorize as an internet celebrity right now. She is currently on the Serenade of the Seas in the middle of the Chilean fjords and is talking us from the middle of the ocean, basically. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jenny Travels. Jenny, welcome to the show. Hello, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. It is so great to talk to you, Jenny. We have been following along with you on Instagram. Your posts and your stories are just so fun to you know follow along with you. For those who don't know who you are, I'll just give a very brief intro in that you are one of the passengers on the Serenade of the Seas, which is a Royal Caribbean ship that is currently doing a nine-month world cruise. And so before we get into the topic of today's show, which is talking about how one even plans for a world cruise and what you've done thus far, like a month in, tell us like, what are your, what's your cruising background or cruising experience? I know you are an avid traveler, but prior to this world cruise, how many cruises had you been on and what lines? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, yeah, my husband and I, I'm here on the ship with him for the full nine months. We are full-time travelers. So when we're not on a nine-month cruise, we're back in the U.S. where we're from and you know, living out of our RV, traveling around the West. And so prior to this world cruise, we had been on, I think, five cruises. So not a whole lot. Our very first cruise ever was on Carnival, and we did a big family reunion. I think there were 12 of us on board, and that was my husband's first time ever cruising, and we had such a blast. And I I figured he was either going to love it or hate it, and he happened to love it. And so that's really what started it all. And then we just kind of happened to start sailing with Royal Caribbean. We did a couple like unique cruises like Ovations inaugural cruise in Alaska. And then we did actually we did a world cruise test run on the serenade in the same cabin, which we can talk about later. Oh, wow. uh, Which was yeah, a Western Caribbean cruise It was kind of it's done it before. But this specific time last February was like a one time cruise where they went all the way down to Cartagena. So we really enjoy those kind of unique one off type cruises. And (laughs) this nine month cruise certainly is one of those. (laughs) Oh, my God. Absolutely. This is I mean, this is a We joke that a world cruise is like our bucket list cruise, but for Brian and I, we talk about like doing our bucket list cruise, like when we're retired. (laughs) So (laughs) what made, I mean, you and your husband are, are young people. What made you choose to do a world cruise at this stage in your lives and at this stage in your careers? Yeah. So we used to, years and years ago, we've been together for 12 years. We used to just lie in bed and just kind of dream about traveling the world. Like 
I just, we just want to see the world. And we had heard about world cruises before. And again, we had just kind of started getting into cruising and what we just kind of fell in love with the idea of it. Like what a great way to see the world. We totally recognize you do not get to spend a lot of time in each port or country. It's, it's hard to immerse yourself in one day, but what a great way to just see the world. And so I think we had already started to make some changes in our lives toward full-time travel and toward remote work, which we can talk about more mm-hmm. as well. And when Royal Caribbean announced their world cruise, we we first saw it across my husband's uh, Google News feed. And it was the day they announced it on Google. And we called and we had a few questions like, if, if they don't include internet, we won't do it or something like that. And one by one, they answered all of our questions and we booked it and put down the deposit that day. And it was Halloween of 2021. I remember it so clearly. Wow, that's like a good amount of advanced planning. I mean, most people when they're cruising are doing, you know, advanced planning a year in advance. That's two years in advance. And and this thing, did it sell out right away? Or I mean, I know you've got like a a full ship. I know it's about what 2000, a little over 2000 passengers is a full ship, correct? Yeah, so we actually are not at full capacity. And Royal Caribbean specifically did not put it to full capacity either, which ah. is really nice. Yeah. But the world cruise actually didn't sell out. And so then what they did was open it up to four large segments. Ah. And then beyond that, they opened it up to 17 mini segments. So this world cruise is actually made up of 17 mini segments and anyone can join still. It's it, My parents are joining when we get to the Italy segment. We have friends that are going to be joining us in the Norwegian seg- segment. So it's oh, that's cool, so cool that we'll be having people come on off and on as well. Yeah. Well, and they can bring you, I guess, you know, stuff from home if there's something you need. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the logistics of, of this. And remote work is obviously a, a big and important factor for, for those who aren't retired, right? So f- I know on the ship right now, you've got, for people who are doing the world cruise, the whole nine months, I mean, rather than doing one of these shorter segments, I mean, are most of the people on board retired or most of the people working? And and how do you and your husband, I know you do remote work. So how are you and your husband able to work on the ship or at least part of the time, I imagine? Yeah. So most of the people on this ship are retired. I would say the average age is um, older adults. Um, we, but there are quite a few people who are remote working. Uh, there are quite a few young people as well. And just to share, I'm, I'm 34. I don't mind sharing my age. And so what what my husband and I did over the past several years is we got a little bit burnt out in we were both working big time jobs, corporate America, and I was working in academia. I have my PhD in health and rehab sciences and was a clinical researcher for seven, several years. So we started to make some changes in our lives. And we both really, we both had kind of already had experience with remote work, which I think really primed us well for the major changes that occurred with the pandemic in 2020. And yeah, during absolutely. that time, yeah, we both left, we had, we had actually had left our jobs before the pandemic. <laughs> and <laughs> so we were already on our way to starting our own businesses. And for me personally, I, I always had a hundred percent remote work in mind. And mm-hmm. that way it both afforded us the time, the freedom, and also the money to travel full time. And it took us a little bit of while to get there, but slowly and surely we, we made changes in our lives and eventually sold everything and moved into an RV. 
Yeah. So for you, it's a probably a, a little bit of a different transition than for somebody who's going from like apartment or house living, right? Because you probably already had to downsize your belongings significantly to move into an RV, I imagine. Yes. We were totally prepared for living in a, I think this cabin is like a little over 200 square feet. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a tiny home on land. <laughs> it is a tiny home, yeah. And so our RV is actually a little bit bigger. I think, than this. <laughs> we're, we're in an interior cabin. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than this interior cabin. And so we we had already we are very familiar with small living, you know, tiny home living, and also being in close proximity to one another at all times. <laughs> <laughs> well, then the cruise ship must be a bit of a luxury because in addition to having, of course, your stateroom, you've got other um, areas on the ship that you can go. For example, you can eat in other places on the ship. You can probably even work other places in the ship other than your cabin. Yeah, I, I've actually called it a mansion. Like I feel like we feel <laughs> like we're living on a mansion because we have our cabin, which is kind of our our or, you know, a little comfy home, like where we can go for we where we know it's quiet, but also there are just there are endless places we, that we can go hang out or be a part of community or meet people on the ship. And so that's that's been really fun compared to RVing out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, how did you sort of plan for something like this? Uh, for I'm thinking of sort of just logistics of like, how much clothing do you bring? What if you've got prescription medications and normally you can only fill prescriptions for, I don't know, like 30 days? Like, how do you get mail while you're on the, the ship? These are these inquiring minds want to know, how does this work, Jenny? <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many logistics and these are so many good questions. And I, I have I have been having a lot of fun answering some of these questions over on my TikTok at Dr. Jenny Travels, same handle as my Instagram and, and, and Facebook. And because so many people are asking these questions and I with with my medical background, I've kind of had a fun fun bit niching myself into some medical related questions like prescriptions yeah. and what happens if you get pregnant. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, after a certain point, I'm guessing they make you leave the ship. <laughs> yes, yes, 23 weeks it is. Uh, but yeah, these are that, real... that makes sense. I think that's what Disney Cruise Line does, even just for regular, even for yeah. just a short sailing. It's, I think, after it's like 23 or 24 weeks, you're, they do not want you on the ship. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a cruise wide kind of policy. But these are real considerations we had to plan and prepare for. And fortunately, with RV living, we're already kind of used to being out on the road. So we, mm -hmm. for mail specifically, we have trusted family members back in our home state of Florida that we trust with our mail. And most of right. it is digital, but you know, occasionally doc tax documents and things come in on paper. And so we, we trust them to um, manage our mail for us. And then, you know, I, I'm fortunate to not have to take any prescriptions, but there, this was a long and lengthy process where people had to fill out a survey and work with the Royal Caribbean medical team. Ah. And ideally you would have gotten nine months of your prescription, but that is not always feasible depending right. on the meds and the, the, the situation, right? So the next ideal situation would be to get 30, 90 days of meds. And mm -hmm. then it would be, since this is a nine month cruise, it would be three more scripts of your 90 day meds from there. And so then you would work with the medical staff and they would hold your meds. They would have your meds supplied on board. And when you were ready to get your next round of 90 day meds, you would go to them and they would fill your prescription. Oh, now there wow. are, yeah. Yeah. And then there were some, unfortunately there were some class A substances and, and medications right. that just could not do a nine month type type of 
prescription, no matter how you did it. So that right. people would have to work that out or, you know, not be able to come. But yeah, it, and it was a very much individualized kind of process. But yeah, I imagine for like a controlled substance prescription, that would be quite difficult. And I, I say this because, you know, our, our son has ADHD and one of his ADHD medications is a controlled substance. And so we cannot get more than 30 days at a time, at least not on land. I, I wonder if there's ways that they can make exceptions and do like a 90 day script or something like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's obviously very difficult, but that's great that the cruise line medical staff has been able to make arrangements or or at least attempt to make arrangements for people with uh, prescriptions. And and I'm also thinking of the fact that if you've got a lot of older folks on the ship, there's a lot of older folks who are on regular medications. So this is probably, you know, a common issue for them, you know, to deal with. What about receiving packages or mail? Let's say like a tax document comes in and you've got to actually take care of it, right? Like you've got to sign it or something like that. Is there a way for your family at home to send something to you, be it a package, be it a letter, whatnot? Yeah. So we have three more opportunities to get mail. So um, the next, the the most ideal one would be our next big hub, which is going to be LA in the United States. So that's when we Ah. switch from the Americas segment to the Pacific and Asia segment. Remember those four segments I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And so then after that, the next big hubs are Dubai and Barcelona. So we do have opportunity to get mail at those spots. For us being Americans, it it would certainly make most sense to try and get packages or mail when we hit LA. Yeah, that makes sense. And now you guys have been on the ship for about a month. Am I right about that? Yeah, a month, going on a month and a half. Wow. And where did you all, where did you embark from? Where did the cruise start from? We left from Miami. Okay, so he's an American port. And then where have you where have you been thus far? I know I know right now where you are and I know where you just came from. But why don't you tell our guests where have you sort of where did you sail to and we don't have to hit obviously every port, but yeah. an idea of where in the world you all have hit. Yeah, so we left Miami and headed south. And one of the nice things is we kind of, we did the Caribbean, but we did more Southern Caribbean, which is which mm-hmm. is cool because it's, you can cruise there from from Florida pretty easily, but it's not as popular as some of the more central or northern Caribbean. So we went down to the ABC Islands and then headed west towards Brazil. We had three stops in Brazil, one being Rio. We then made our way down toward Argentina. We had three stops in Argentina. And then we went to, actually, we were supposed to go to the Falkland Islands, but due to bad weather, we had to skip them. And that's when we headed straight through Drake Passage, sooner than expected, to Antarctica. Amazing. that was amazing. And then back up through Drake Passage, which is where you saw my my recent post. <laughs> it, it got me the second time. I, I got a little seasick the second time going through. And then we went to Cape Horn and through Magellan Straits and are now currently in the Chilean fort, fjords. Wow, that's amazing. Now, the places that you've been, we've got hot weather, we've got cold weather. Well, actually, let me ask a question before I get there. But where were you all for Christmas? We were at sea for Christmas, which was really nice because they did a lot of onboard activities for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then New Year's Eve, we were actually in Rio. And that's a oh, huge fun. ceremonious place to, to sell. Like they really go big on New Year's. And so we got to see the fireworks show at Copacabana Beach from oh, wow. the ship. 
out in the harbor there. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So the question I was going to ask that I stopped myself, but now I'm going to ask it is, you're in hot weather at the very beginning out of Miami and then in the Caribbean, but then you're going all the way down to the very tip of Argentina and, you know, Ushuaia, and then you're headed to Antarctica. How does one pack for all of the different weather that you guys are going to encounter across this nine months? Yeah. So that's, you bring up a good point because, you know, you can hop on a flight and go from complete summer to complete winter, right? In a matter of 12 hours, if not less, right? But this has been so strange because we have gone from, I mean, I could barely even stand barefoot on the pool deck when we were near the equator. It was just so hot to being Mm -hmm. rigid in Antarctica. (laughs) And so when we were planning for this, again, we booked it a long time ago and and they, they, you know, prepped us well, but they, they told us that we're chasing summer around the globe and we are, Mm. which is super cool. But by them saying that, that kind of makes you think like, oh, maybe I just need summer clothes, but no, I'm so glad we brought our heavy duty winter coats because it was so cold in Antarctica and it's even it being summer down there. Right. So to speak. So my husband brought, he was wearing his ski jacket and all of our most extreme winter clothes because it was that cold. Yeah. How many days of clothes did you pack? If that makes sense. I mean, like when we think about if I go on a two week cruise, I'm probably not packing two weeks of outfits. I'm probably packing about a, you know, five days of outfits and planning to do laundry on board. Obviously you're planning to do laundry on board because you're on for nine months, but about how many days of clothes would you say each of you brought? Um, well, okay. So remember as well, we also live in our, out of our RV. So our closet is not very big to start with. So we, we kind of just brought our entire wardrobe. And the reason why is because we drove to Miami and therefore, because we weren't Mm -hmm. flying, we weren't super limited by checking Uh, bags and having to pay, pay for them. And so Royal Caribbean kind of gave us a loose maximum of six bags, like six big suitcases. So right. we brought that many. <laughs> and, uh, we certainly did not need that many. But since we were driving and you know we didn't have to maneuver our luggage around too much, we just figured why not. So we basically just brought our whole wardrobe. So just you know, keep in mind our wardrobe is not very big to begin with. But sure. we brought six big suitcases with us. Yeah, that makes sense. So that means four for you and two for your husband, basically, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we need all the us women, we need all the different shoes, we need different jackets, we need, you know, we need a lot of things. <laughs> we do. I, I brought you can look at my pictures and see that I'm wearing or I or at least the pictures I'll post soon and see that I'm wearing multiple different winter jackets. So <laughs> <laughs> I did not skimp. Let's say I did not skimp. But I will say having lived on this now for a month and a half, I would say you could probably get by with two weeks worth of clothes plus mm-hmm. the winter clothes, like the layers. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You, um, yeah, not counting your winter coat because that's or, or winter yeah, coats. That's and like a whole suitcase in and of itself. But yeah, we yeah. And, and we do get included wash and fold laundry three times mm-hmm. a week. So three times a week, three times a week. And they do it for you. You don't have to sit in the laundry room. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, It's so nice. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Speaking of included, inquiring minds, of course, want to know what all is included in this world cruise, like, you know, specialty dining, alcohol, excursions, like 
what what is part of the sort of package versus what are like add-ons? Yeah. So with the with the full world cruise, it actually came with a lot of benefits. So we have the drink package. So all you can drink. We have the typical like dining pack dining, right? So the buffet and the main dining room are included. I, I believe maybe that's similar on a Disney cruise. And then specialty dining rush d- dining restaurants, we get 50% off, which really lowers the oh. price to a very reasonable amount if we wanted to just change it up and go get sushi or whatnot. Yeah. And then we also got the wash and fold laundry that I had mentioned for three times a week, which is pl- more than enough. And then we also got internet for the full nine months (laughs) included. Nice, nice. I I feel like that's really the only way you could do it. I mean, if you had to sort of pay per day or per, you know, megabyte or whatever, like, especially if they, you know, if Royal wanted anyone who actually, who has a, a, you know, a current job right on board, you just kind of have to do it that way. Yeah. And one of the nice things they did as well is update this, the internet on board to Starlink, which Mm -hmm. is what my husband and I have used for the past two years in our, out of our RV. And we have found that it works better. We get better internet speeds when we're out in the middle of nowhere, boondocking like out in the desert of Nevada versus being like in the city of Las Vegas, for example. And the fact that I'm sailing through the Chilean Fords and we're sitting here talking on a podcast is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're recording this all over an internet platform called Zencaster and we have no, I'm having no issues hearing you. I'm having no interruptions. It's pretty amazing. Um, so obviously the Starlink is working really, really well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll add as well for those that were in terms of what was included in the world cruise, this was a big sell point. And for those that were platinum status above, which is Basically, you have had to have sailed 30 days, 30 nights with Royal Caribbean. I don't know what the Disney equivalent of that would be, but 30 nights with Royal Caribbean at that status, you received excursions to the seven new world wonders of the world, totally included. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So what are the what are they ca- calling the seven new wonders of the world? That I think yep. is is really that's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, so the the seven new wonders of the world are we've already been to Chichen Itza in Mexico. Right? And Christ the Redeemer in Rio, Brazil. The next wow. one we have is Machu Picchu, which is actually a 3-day overnight two two night overnight excursion that we're going oh, on. Wow. So, we, so, so we, you're like going to be camping out there basically. Yeah, we leave the ship, we get on a flight, we take a shuttle, we have a nice dinner, we stay in a hotel, we go see some of the sites around Machu Picchu and then we're we're taken to Machu Picchu, we stay another night in a hotel and then fly back the next day, meeting the ship at the next port. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. And, yeah, we're we're that one's coming up really soon, so we we actually went to a talk about it today, so we're very excited about that one. And then further, we have, let's see if I can get them in order. We have the Great Wall of China in Beijing or near Beijing. We have the Colosseum at Rome. We have uh, Petra at Jordan. Hmm. And oh, which one am I missing? I think I named six. And that's pretty good, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, um, hold on. I have my list here. Oh, the Taj Mahal in India. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's wow. That's so cool. So some of these being probably full day excursions, some of these, obviously the Machu Picchu being a multiple day excursion. 
and probably some of them being just, you know, a, a few hour excursions, depending mm-hmm. upon how close mm-hmm. the ship is. That's really cool. Now, are you guys, are you trying to sort of work while you're at sea and vacation and tour while you're on land? Or what's what's your sort of strategy for, for you and your husband specifically? Yeah. So for both of us, what when it comes to work, we both said that work will never interfere with our time at ports. So that was kind of our one of our non-negotiables with each other and also with our clients. So I'm I'm very lucky to have some so just just you know what I do. I own a writing consulting business. So I do own Mm -hmm. my own business. I work for myself and I have a, a group of core clients that range for anywhere from businesses to research teams. And I help them with anything from academic manuscripts to grant writing. Yeah, like FDA medical devices. There's a lot of kind of writing and regulation and compliance that goes right. into that that work. So all of my clients know I travel, which I'm so fortunate of. Like I can hop on a Zoom with them and they say, where in the world is Jenny today? And <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a really good working relationship with these clients. And I am not I'm not carrying as full of a load as I would if we were back on on land working. Sure. And I'm so glad I did not take on more because I'm learning that even on sea days, there's so much to do. I'm sure you know, I'm sure that's the case with Disney cruises. I've, I've never been on a Disney cruise, but there's shows, there's events, there's dining, there's activities. And on this cruise, there's a lot of like immersion and enrichment kind of activities as well. So as we travel around the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Tell us about that in particular, This the enrichment activities. Are we talking like naturalists and anthropologists and, and you know giving talks about where you're going in the world or what kinds of things are they doing on board? Yeah, that, exactly. That's part of it. So we have lecturers come on board and teach us about the countries and the ports that we'll be visiting soon. I personally love to dance. And so I've been so pleasantly surprised to participate and, and do so much dance. So for example, when we were around Brazil, they brought on carnival dancers, like dancers actually from carnival who taught oh us God, how to amazing. samba. Yeah. So ah. they had, uh, yeah, musicians and dancers. So they had all the drums and the, the fast pace. They had the headdresses, the... I was going to every- say, I wonder if, did you get to wear the costumes? Because those did. are fantastic. <laughs> I did. I did. It was so much fun. And then that was also complemented with a lecturer who taught us about kind of the more of the history and the like ethnic kind of influences in samba music and dance. And then, for example, in Argentina, we had Argentinian dancers on board. So tango musicians and tango dancers, a couple different groups came on board and they come and go, which is super cool, too, because they get to be a part of of this for a few days, if not more. And Mm -hmm. I love, love, love seeing the shows and taking the dance classes. Oh, that's fantastic. So I was curious as to, you know, the stuff that the onboard crew is putting on, like, are they putting on shows or is it more bringing on performers? Because obviously it would be a lot for the crew to have to sort of learn new performances like every few weeks in order to keep things new and fresh. Yeah. So the onboard entertainment staff, so the singers, uh, we don't have a lot. Of, I don't think we have any main onboard dancers. We do have a, mm-hmm. a, a ballroom couple on board that teach classes. But the onboard entertainment, they're with us for the full nine months, which is pretty cool because not all, not all crew is with us for the full nine months. But they are with us. And they basically what they did was they debuted, oh, I don't know the number, but a, a couple number of shows on the first segment. So when we went from Miami to Buenos Aires Mm -hmm. and 
And that was like a big deal because it was they were not only debuting one, but I think there was four shows across four weeks time. Yeah, I guess I guess it was four. So what we're seeing is about a show from Royal Caribbean staff once a week. And so we saw all of them for the first time, that first segment. And now that we're on the second segment, we see some of them again, which is fun if you wanted to see it again, but also nice knowing I already saw it. So I'm not missing out if I don't go to it again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What what other kinds of onboard activities do they do they have going on like on a sea day for example? You know, are we talking, you know, trivia or or what? Oh my gosh, there's so many. So I, you know, I really love the kind of health and fitness side of things. So I, I participate in a lot of like the gym classes or the dance mm-hmm. classes. They have, they have Zumba and it's like right now <laughs> it's very Latin focused because we're in a lot of, you know, Hispanic you know, or Spanish speaking places. So that's been super fun. And then, but they, I've participated in like a scavenger hunt. Uh, I know a lot of my fellow cruise mates are doing like art classes, like watercolors. Oh, and just today there was a, a puzzle competition. Like, a, <laughs> oh, I think they had a world map type puzzle. And oh, cool. this was a, this was a big deal today. It was going to be a competition yeah. who could finish it first. And so <laughs> just fun. I'm sure Disney has some, like a bunch of different things like this too, right? Yeah. All kinds of different activities. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, but they get new people every, you know, four to seven days, depending upon. And so they can do the same stuff over and over again. Whereas with you all, Royal's got to keep it somewhat fresh. Obviously you've got, as you mentioned, you've got some people who are joining for some of these shorter legs, some people who are joining for these sort of medium length or quarter legs. And then you've got some people for the full nine months. And so I imagine, you know, they do have to change up some stuff. Do yeah. you, do you find there's, you know, you know, too much to do, too little to do or sort of just right? Oh, I, I kind of feel like there's too much to do. And I, <laughs> I you know, the the cruise line Royal Caribbean, they they're tasked they're tasked with a difficult task because just like you said, they're having to cater to people who are on here for 9 months. Like we're living our lives on here. Like it it's not for my husband and I, it's not necessarily like a vacation for us. This is like life right now. And then there's people who are on vacation. And then there's also people who are on here for three months or one of the large segments. And that's a significant amount of time too. And so I, I kind of feel like it's too much, but I think that's only because they are catering to those who are here on vacation as well. So, right, right. I mean, I can't really complain about that. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you're trying to work at least some of the time when you're at sea, then you can't go to all of the activities and no. there might be other <laughs> folks who are who are either retired or, as you said, completely on vacation and they can go to everything or, or at least a lot more than what you're you know, able to go to. Wow. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, 
operators and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash Duo so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. I mean, one thing folks definitely want to know and something I want to know is, you know, food. Because you have a, a buffet and main dining that you can go to. And then, as you mentioned, there are specialty restaurants that you're getting 50% off. But are you sick of the food? You've been on for almost a month and a half now. <laughs> yeah. Are you sick of it? <laughs> no, I'm not sick of the food. The food has been really good. And another thing they did was they actually had new a new menu every in our first segment, which was 28 days from Miami to Buenos Aires, they had a new menu every single night. And that was pretty wow. unique in my, in my understanding because typically Royal Caribbean yeah. will, will repeat their menu every week for yep. your typical kind of week-long sailings. And yep, you'll so, get like seven menus. And even those menus, you'll have some items that are available like every day, like a plain yeah, yep. steak or plain chicken breast or something like that. Yep. And they're also immersing us with the food as well. So for example, mm. uh, my f- husband's favorite dish that that he's had so far was the Chilean sea bass. And he oh, yeah. went and asked them if they're going to be bringing it back. And they're like, well, yeah, we're about to be in Chile. So <laughs> it, it's coming up. Stay tuned. And so we're really looking forward to having Chilean sea bass again. And they're cooking it like, you know, traditionally here. And so I'm not a huge foodie, but it's been really cool to like kind of learn. A, I, I'm not picky, but I'll eat, I'll try anything once. But it's been really sure. cool to like learn about different foods through the food on board and how it's been changing. But yeah, I'm not I'm not getting bored of the food. Sometimes I'm like, oh, breakfast. But and breakfast I, is probably really the same, right? Every I day. eat the same thing every day back home. <laughs> and so, you know, eggs and just your your typical breakfast. So I get bored back home. Like I, I expect I'll probably get a little bit bored of breakfast, but that's no no different than being back home. Sure. And is I'm not it cooking hard? it. So Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, is it hard to not be able to cook for yourself? Like is, are there any moments where you're like, oh, I really wish I could cook, I don't know, like my my mom's chicken soup or what, you know, something that you really like to cook at home. Is is that ever an issue or have you found that to be an issue yet? Well, I certainly miss my mom's home cooking. <laughs> In case she's listening, mom. <laughs> I, I hope always, she is. Hi, mom. I always miss her cooking. But like when you live in an RV, you can cook, but it's not quite the same like living at a home. So for me personally, mm-hmm. I don't miss like being able to cook on a dime. But I will say, I think some people on board are missing that. And they, yeah. I, 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 it doesn't surprise me. I more miss kind of just like, Oh, the our, the way we can be in America is have anything at the, on a split second, right? Right. Easy access. I, I will say right. Uber I've Eats. Missed, <laughs> yeah, I've missed a little bit, like being able to get. I don't know, like my my favorite junk food is peanut butter M and M's, and those are huh. nowhere on board. And just you know, just something like that. I, I guess I yeah. missed that a little bit. But if you're craving something sweet, you know, you can just go get a cookie. There's ice cream <laughs> all the time. Like it's. It it, it, it it fills the void for sure. Yeah. How long until you're in LA and can go pick up some peanut and butter M&Ms? 
<laughs> we are in LA in February, February 11th. Okay, so uh, less than a month. You, you have yep. like three three weeks, and you can get some peanut M and M peanut butter M and Ms when there you uh, <laughs> when you get to LA. You can find a convenience store or yeah. or a grocery store and, and get a big bag of them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, are you able to bring? you know, food on board at all. I obviously I know you wouldn't have like a kitchen to store it in. But you know, I know on most short cruises, you can bring, you know, sort of prepackaged foods like candy or something like that on board. Were you allowed to bring stuff on board like that prepackaged foods? Yes. So for example, I brought speaking of candy, I brought on I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. And so I brought on little Charleston chews. I I have like a little card I give to people sometimes with just my my name and my social media handles, my website and stuff. And then I'll give them like a, a little Charleston chew as well. Just they're not really originally from Charleston, but just uh, something named after my home, named yep. by my hometown. You know, it just, here's a little piece of my home. It's just a fun thing. So I brought those on board and we can bring stuff on board. It just can't be like fruits and vegetables. And we right. can't, we also can't take fruits and vegetables off board, but I've brought, right. I love chocolate. <laughs> this is, this is a theme. <laughs> I, love, I love chocolate. And so I got some chocolate from Ushuaia. I got some alpha horse from other ports we went to in Argentina, which are like their super sweet little traditional chocolate. I don't even know how to describe them like little chocolate cookies. And oh, Yum. man, so good. Yeah, so we can we can bring stuff. Love on. it. Love it. Now, I'd love to hear how, you know, interactions are with the crew. As you mentioned, some of the crew is on board for the whole time. Some of the crew is, is will change over at some point. Uh, tell us from, I guess, first, let's talk about the logistical side. What crew is on board for the, like the whole time and, and what crew is sort of changing over? And if you know, at what point do they change over? And it, is it sort of sporadic? Yeah. So I already shared the, 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 the singers, like the Royal Caribbean singers, and then also the Royal Caribbean Orchestra, I do know they're on board for the entire nine months. I know that the entertainment staff, so think of like your people who lead the group activities, who lead some of the dance classes, things like that. They are on board for almost the full nine months. And I believe that they're working on getting them extended those extra two months. Yeah, to be on board for the nine months. And then, no, so they have like a seven month contract or something like yeah, that. And they want yeah, to try to exactly. extend. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know some crew are trying to, some crew love to travel, right? So they're trying to do the sure. full nine months to say that they did it. But most crew are, it all depends on their contracts before. So some of them have been on the serenade already for six months before this world ah. first started. So they're ready to go home. Like they're, they're almost done with their seven, eight month contract, whatever it may be. And then, then others just started with us. It, it just all depends. Some came from other ships. Mm-hmm. So it just all depends on what their pre-existing contract was. Gotcha. That makes sense. So it, they didn't sort of start everyone on contract at the same time. It's more just a, a mishmash of what it normally is on, on any sort of cruise ship, it sounds like. Yeah. And one of the cool things is some of them are leaving us, but then coming back. So that will be super cool to see them again after five months or however long, like until they join us again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so speaking of that, like you, you're on this ship for such a long time. It's not like when you're on a one week cruise and you might get to know, you know, a couple of crew members and sort of develop relationships with them. I imagine you have gotten a chance to develop relationships with a lot of, of crew. Tell us, tell us about that experience. Yeah. It's been so, it's been so amazing as I'm sure, you know, and I'm sure Disney is no exception. The crew are always so amazing on cruises they're just they work so hard they they are so nice and um always so welcoming so being on here with them for more than just a week-long cruise is is a really really cool experience and so we do get past the just like hey how are you you know just the nice to meet you oh you know where are you from oh cool i actually have learned a lot about other people's countries just because we've talked more than just those initial kind of you know hellos and how are you's and for example, one of one of the the servers, she's from the Gambia, and I did not know much about the Gambia. One day we sat together in the the dining in the uh, buffet area, and just she showed me on a Google map her home in Africa, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I need to put this on my bucket list. So. That's just one example of the many amazing interactions we get to have with the crew. I love that. That's amazing. Now, do you have, I imagine there's a a cruise director, an assistant cruise director, and obviously you've got the officers. Do you get to, you know, see them around a lot and interact with, with them as well? Yeah, we see them around a lot. It's quite amazing how they're, they always seem to be everywhere or multiple <laughs> places at the same time. <laughs> this is no exception. We have a cruise director and then, you know, a, 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 a assistant cruise director, and they're always introducing the shows, leading activities. There's several kind of parties or theme nights. So, I mean, the big ones were Christmas and New Year's. Right. And, or in the f- initial first sailing, we had a big ball drop and balloon ball drop and dance party. So they're always, all of them always there leading those parties. And that's super fun. So yeah, we do see them around quite a bit. Awesome. I love that. What? Let's talk a little bit about the places you've been. I would love to know what were some of the highlights from, well, I'll call it this first segment or this first segment that we've been able to work, you know, able to catch up with you on. So this first month and a half. Yeah. So this first month and a half, oh, so many, I will say Rio was just absolutely amazing. We went to the the famous Christ the Redeemer statue and went to have a steakhouse as well, a Brazilian steakhouse. And it was just, the vibe there was just so much fun. And I, like I already shared, I fell in love with samba dancing. And so I kind of put it up there on my bucket list to go to <laughs> Rio again. And ideally for Carnival, that would just be so fun. Oh and I'll, God, I'll say yeah. this, the way my husband and I are looking at this is like our, our world sampler. So mm-hmm. we're trying to build a list of places that we want to go back to one day. And so, yeah, we've got, a, we've got quite a few of them already. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Antarctica was by far the biggest highlight. I mean, yeah, it was so surreal. I, I feel like my brain still has not processed what we just saw <laughs> a few days ago. I kept actually calling it Alaska, just a slip of the tongue. Like I would say like, oh my gosh, we're, we made it to Alaska because I feel like that's all my brain could understand in the, you mm-hmm. know, in the moment. And so it, surreal was the best word I have to describe that. Oh, now okay. we didn't get to step foot in our Antarctica. Like many cruises, we were sure. uh, above 500 passengers and therefore could not port and step foot. So I do mm-hmm. also kind of feel like that needs to be added to our bucket list to actually step foot in our, in Antarctica. 
Yeah, you're going to have to do one of those expedition cruises. I will tell you, Jenny, we've got a couple of episodes that we've done on expedition cruising to Antarctica where folks can get off and go see the blue-footed boobies and all of that stuff. And so I will, after, uh, after the recording, I will direct you to a couple of those episodes that we've done. But it's really, yeah, it's, I haven't done it myself, but it sounds like a definitely, that's another bucket list definitely on the, on the list of many things. Yeah, yeah, I would love that because I while it's fresh on my mind, like, whoo, I'm definitely thinking I gotta do an ex. We gotta do an expedition cruise. Yeah, one day. Um, yeah, yeah. I love your thought process though about this being sort of the taste of the world, though, because I, I, I imagine that you, as you mentioned, you're you know some of these places you're you're only in for like one day, you know, in port. In maybe like a major city or an important like place in the world, right? And so you're able to get a taste of that place, but it's not the the deep dive that you know some people might want to do. What are what are the places on your list that you're like? I mean, you've got uh, a ton more to go. You've got seven and a half months left of this world cruise. What are the places that you are really most looking forward to getting that taste of? Yeah, so and exactly. It, as much as I want to tell myself we can we can immerse ourselves, you just cannot in a day. <laughs> so it it's all about kind of that feeling I get somewhere, that undescribable feeling. Maybe you've you have felt it too, just when you just fall in love with a place and it might be a yeah. place that you did not expect. So some of the places that I'm I'm really looking forward to are in Asia, I'm looking forward to Vietnam. My husband and I did our first big international trip like ever. We went to Southeast Asia for the Asia. We went to Asia for the first time <laughs> and we just fell in love with Vietnam. And we specifically did the North and Central parts of Vietnam. We spent a month there. So I do kind of feel like we got to immerse ourselves there. And oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. definitely immersing. Yeah. Yes. And we specifically saved the South. South Vietnam for this cruise. So we're going to Ho Chi Minh City and Nha Trang on this cruise. And so I feel like after getting to go to those places, we'll kind of have completed a tour of of North to South Vietnam, which I think is really, really cool and special. So we're looking forward to going there. And then also, I'm so excited for Norway. Oh, yeah. I we're we're going six to six different places in Norway. And oh, so you're going to love Norway. While we can't necessarily immerse ourselves in any of the like each of those places, like we get to go to six different places, feel the vibe of six different cities and locations there. And I just having being sailing through the Chilean fords right now is just so beautiful. I cannot wait to see those in Norway. Oh my God, you you're gonna love Norway. So we did a Disney cruise, just Brian and I, for my 40th birthday. So that tells you I'm I'm a few years <laughs> past 40 now. We actually did it last, not this past year, but the year before. It was two years delayed because of COVID, of course. And so we did a cruise through the Norwegian fjords. It was out of Dover. It was on Disney Cruise Line. We went to four different port stops in Norway and we just fell in love. Like it is the most magical place I've ever been to. It was, yeah, amazing. You're going to love it. I highly recommend doing the big hike to, I can't, now I'm forgetting the name of it, Pulpit Rock. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, but it's one of like the 10 best like hikes and sites like in the world, they say for people who like, you know, hiking. It's not, we're not like big hikers, but you know, you're obviously, I know you're in good shape. I, you do all these handstands on your, on your Instagram. <laughs> so obviously 
<laughs> you are a fit person, you're into fitness and whatnot. Yeah, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Something I, I highly recommend doing. Thank you. It takes I'm literally up- writing this down right now because yeah. we, we are pretty big avid hikers. So definitely am welcoming the recommendations. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it won't take you as long as it took us to go up and down probably because you're um, avid hikers, but really, yeah. So it can be probably, I would say between an hour and a half to two hours hike each direction up and then down. Um, uh, just depending, you can probably do it faster. We didn't do it. We didn't do it fast. And it actually took us longer going down than up in part because it was raining. So it was quite slippery and you have to be really you know, careful. But it's actually where part of one of the Mission Impossible movies where Tom Cruise is on like the face of a rock, cl- like rock climbing. That's where that's filmed. Like that's, oh. that's yeah, that's pulpit rock. It's Amazing. like, yeah, it's incredible. It's just and the, the the sights because you're, you know, looking at the fjords. It's it's just it's gorgeous. You're going to you're absolutely going to love it. So I'm so excited to hear after, of course, you go to Norway. I'm very excited to hear um, what you think. I I wanted to ask this what, I, what might be sort of a weird question, which is social media, right? This has become a, a a big thing with this world cruise. Um, I'm curious as to if you expected it to be and how it sort of changed your social media presence. Because you had one before, I imagine, but I'm guessing you have more followers now than you did before on both TikTok and on Instagram. Yes, it has been so crazy. (laughs) I have been, as as you saw, I have been posting on my Instagram and Facebook accounts since basically since we started full-time traveling. And Mm so I have been posting about this cruise, like when we did our world cruise test run, when we would have some planning meetings and stuff with Royal Caribbean, like I've been posting about it. And so the fact that it has blown up on since, you know, we've been on board is just absolutely crazy. Like my TikTok, I I think I reached a hundred thousand followers in like 30 days. God, wow. It's so crazy. It's so crazy, but it's been really fun. And I'll say the response has been like overwhelmingly good. And I am so pleased to find people that reach out to me and tell me that they're they're inspired by me and Mm -hmm. our travels. And I get a lot of thank yous for live, for letting me live vicariously through you. And Uh, that's what motivates me to keep going and keep posting and sharing because sometimes like I, I recognize that I am certainly privileged and very fortunate to be able to do this trip. And I know it is never my intention to brag, but sometimes of course, when you're posting about something like this, I just feel like that sometimes. But the fact that people have responded so well and are inspired by me is what in turn inspires uh, me to keep sharing this journey. Oh, I love that. And I will tell you, like, we've been following along. We love seeing everything that you're posting and your fellow cruisers are posting. There's obviously a lot of folks on the ship who are posting on various social media platforms. And I feel like we as the public can't get enough of it. And maybe it's part of our like voyeuristic culture, right? A little bit. <laughs> but it's, I think, really cool to, you know, to follow along. And I know from one of the things on our show, you know, we we tend to highlight some of the sort of luxury end products in the Disney universe, which is, you know, Disney Cruise Line, but also Adventures by Disney, which are sort of group tours around the world. It's also a luxury product, uh, travel product that Disney has. 
Mm-hmm. And we we find, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know if the people are going to not like this because we're covering a lot of things that are maybe not accessible for the average person. But we've found most people are are still curious. And to be perfectly honest, there's certain trips we won't ever get to do. There was a around the world adventures by Disney trip that was, I think, a 23 day or something like that trip. And it was, you know, $100,000 a person. And that's not feasible for right now for my husband and I and our son, like, you know, $300,000 for the three of us for like a month. And so, but I, but we had someone on our show to talk about it because we want to know about it, right? Like it is, it's so interesting, these different, these kinds of experiences that maybe not everyone will be able to access, but as you mentioned, we'll be able to live vicariously through your experiences. So thank you for sharing. Keep sharing, please. And, you know, I know it's, I know from the perspective of, of, you know, being a podcast host and sharing stuff on social media ourselves, there are times where you just don't want to post and you just want to like live your life. But there are those of us watching and and we love it when you share. So thank you for that. Speaking of, yeah. So speaking of that, as we're wrapping up the show for today, why don't you tell folks how they can follow along with you. I know you mentioned it earlier in the show, but I want to make sure everybody heard it, you know, uh, where they can find you online and follow along with all of your travels. Yeah. So a couple of different ways. So I'm posting on social media, as we said, with my handle at Dr. Jenny Travels. That's D-R Jenny Travels on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And then I also am doing a fun um, GPS tracking app called Polar Steps, where if you wanted to see where we where we were in the world. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Same handle, Dr. Jenny Travels, Dr. Jenny Travels. And that's that's super fun. You don't actually need the app, you just need need to look it up and you'll see where we are. This cruise has been in the worldwide attention and and you can look up where we are on Cruise Mapper too. So I figured why not just show everyone <laughs> where we are in the world. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing, Jenny. Well, thank you again for joining me as I we chatted off the recording, but I want to tell our audience if 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 it's okay with you, Jenny, that we are hoping to have you back on the show. Maybe we'll do like a three episode series with you, meaning today and then in a few months, and then maybe at the end of your trip to kind of keep traveling or tracking along with you on this amazing adventure. Yes, I would love that. That would be so much fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. And with that, everyone, we will see you real soon. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. 
All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.